Hello and welcome to Talking on Purpose with Tori. This is the internet show where we talk about all things related to church growth, communication, and of course, social media. I am your host, Tori, and I am ever so glad that you are here. Today, we're going to talk about the Blueprint Initiative. Yes, the six-day course that is going to be released very soon. If you have not already, if you haven't, please make sure you are subscribed to www.toryslaughter.com so you'll be notified the moment that this six-day somewhat intensive course is released. I am super excited for all of you as ministry leaders, as pastors, as new planters within the body of Christ. I am, let me contain myself a little bit. I'm going to contain myself. Each day I bring you a new concept, a new idea as we build on God's foundation. So please make sure you are subscribed so you'll be notified. Okay. All right. Today, Today, we are going to dive a little bit deeper into the foundation and how our limiting beliefs can have us creating a, an atmosphere of doubt, insecurity, competition, division, the things of the enemy that seeks to kill, steal, and destroy the flourishing ability of your congregation or organization. When we are united not divided, but when we are united and seeing each other as a beautiful woven tapestry, each one as a thread, if you will, within a huge, enormous, ginormous, perhaps quilt of the body of Christ, when we recognize all of those beautiful threads and the colors and the the different style, the, the different textures because of people's experiences and what they've been and what they've done with their lives and what they are able to share, when we embrace that, when we embrace it and we see each other for exactly who we are in Christ, we're not limiting them, we're not devaluing, we're not discouraging, but when we see that person as an active image bearer, okay? Oh, I'm going to sit here for just a second, just one second. I promise it'll just be a moment. There are so many different approaches when it comes to uniting a congregation of different ethnicities. And the one I see most prevalent is the one that says for us to ignore the differences, to ignore the different skin types, body types, hair textures, to ignore those things because we are all in the body of Christ. Now, nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I think it does teach us to overlook and not fully embrace the beauty of God created this person in exactly this manner for a purpose. What is that purpose? Why did God make them uniquely and beautiful in this particular skin color, in this particular body type, with this particular hair texture? I want to explore that. We don't have to dive deep and make people uncomfortable or it doesn't have to be super creepy, but I think that embracing that versus resisting it is the way for us to continue to build on Jesus's ministry. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. Today's topic, again, we are talking about the limiting beliefs of the the cracks in the foundation, if you will. And those cracks can manifest, again, as doubt, insecurity, discouragement, victimization, 
self-pity, self-loathing, the things that we want to do, our preferences, if we start to build our church on those foundations versus the foundation of God, we're going to be in for a frustrating road ahead. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the church hurt, the hurt hurt, the why can't I get over this aspect of bringing together people with different ideas and talents and gifts into this body of Christ where I am serving and God has led me to lead. So limiting belief, number one, I believe it comes from where the person is. So you as a leader, where is your heart for God? What are you believing him to do through you as you shepherd his people? What are you neglecting to have him open your eyes to understand and see that this person was not cut out for that particular role, that these things are happening because you have neglected and you are rebelling and you have not understood that I have a job for you. That limiting belief that God does not speak to us and through us through the circumstances some we create on our own. Okay, I'm not going to dismiss that. But there are activities and things that happen so that God can get our attention. And he may use the same action over and over again because when we see something, a pattern repeating, most of us will like, wait, 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 Mm-mm. what's what's happening here? What's going on here? This needs to stop. And maybe it takes a while for that pattern to develop, but whatever that is for you, and this is something that you'll have to be vulnerable, vulnerable and honest about with yourself and with God and seeking his guidance and wisdom, not taking someone else's experiences because in a family, I'm going to just say this. In a family, we can take our mother, our father, our grandparents, the guardians, our aunts, our uncles, anybody, anyone who is in that family, we can take their experiences, some traumatic event that happened in their lives, and all of a sudden it becomes our experience. But we weren't even there. We were not present. Maybe we weren't even born at that point. But they have talked about it so much and so often that it feels like a part of us. The limiting belief that we may have is we have now taken on all of the burdens and all of the worries and all the anxieties and stresses and frustrations of the people in our church. So the limiting belief, what stories, narratives, traumas have you taken and burdened and placed on your shoulders because the people that you are shepherding and you care about those are their cares and they have not a either taken it to the Lord in prayer or B when you took it together with them, you didn't leave it. You didn't drop it off. You didn't cast your cares and their cares. You didn't ask God to remove this and wipe this from your memory so that you can lead with authority and love. Limiting belief number two within the church when you're trying to build a ministry team can come from the fact that you're not trusting the people who are around you. You believe that you are the only person who can do all of these things. 
when it becomes painfully evident that you cannot set up the camera, run the comments, seat the people, take up the offering, pass out the communion, do the prayer, when it becomes obvious that you are just scattered within worship, that you aren't able to sit down and be at peace, that's a limiting belief that you're not trusting God to send you the people who will help you build your ministry, the team of people who realize what needs to be done without being asked. That brings me to a little bit of the training. When we understand what our giftings are, the things that we are just naturally, seemingly naturally good at, but God gives us gifts when we receive the Holy Spirit, when we decide to use those gifts within the church, as leaders, as people who are in places of authority, we now have a responsibility to help them sharpen their skills so that they can be extremely effective and then also be able to help and shepherd the next person. A limiting belief within that is you, the people you have around you, the team that you have, they're not as good at the things that you are. And that's a limiting belief because anyone can learn how to be a better equipped, better effective servant leader or a servant within the body of Christ. This is another point where you ask God to send you the people that he wants to use in the manner that needs to happen within your congregation or organization but to be able to use them effectively and offer them the training, offer them the steps that they need to take, show them what it is that they need to do. Anyone who has received God, who has received Jesus into their hearts will be glad, ecstatic to use those gifts in a way that is very beneficial and they can see and receive the joy from serving other people. So when we get rid of the limiting belief and we attack it with scripture and we know 2 Timothy 1.7, because the Lord does not give us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind, of power and of love, when we understand and see how that works in and throughout our ministries, oh my goodness, talk about a good time. Talk about a joyful noise unto the Lord simply because we are doing exactly what he has destined and purposed us to do. And finally, limiting belief number three is somewhat of a difficult topic because it comes down to money. What do we believe that the finances of the church, how should they be used? Budget, number one, first and foremost, where does the money go? How can it best be utilized? Number two, when people are giving, is there a way for them to see where it is going to understand like, okay, if I give my $5, I'm going to know that it's benevolence and it's going to go to maybe this organization who really understands the community and that's what they do. So the church has partnered with, and I talk about this in my six day course, the Blueprint Initiative. Yes, yes, yes. Partnering with the community, those people, those nonprofit organizations, no, they are not perfect. Neither is the church, neither are we. However, they are more adept because they have the training to help people in need, to help people in emergency circumstances. They are connected to other agencies that can really get 
the person, the member, the community person, the help that they need in a more thorough way. When we tap into those community resources and we're honest about what our finances are, how we have budgeted our money, what staff we have, the volunteers that we have, when we make a, when we create a system of knowing who those people are, what they are capable of doing, it does create a better form of ministry. It becomes more organized. We're not going over the same question in a different way on a different day. We can have a system in place that allows people to access it so that, again, grows your community because you're being honest about, okay, these are things that we need. This is what we need to do better. These are the areas that we are excelling in and these not so much. As a leader, as a servant leader, as a pastor, I'm going to take my foot off of the scale. I'm going to remove my preferences and my opinions, and I'm going to use scripture in the in its intended way, which is asking the question, greatest command, love God, love others, love myself. If I'm doing those things and I'm lining up scripture with that attitude, people will be blessed. People will desire to come to Jesus because guess what? People aren't going to hate Jesus because of you. I'm going to say that again. We don't want, I'm going to say it again in a different way. We don't want anyone to hate Jesus because of our actions, because of the way we treated them, because of the way that we are doing business within the church, because of the way we are articulating what the Bible is saying, and perhaps we are a little bit off, we're using it to manipulate others. We are not making people hate Jesus because they're seeing our theology at work and they're wondering, Is this the God that they're talking about and they want to worship? I don't want any part of that. That is uh, hypocrisy. It's evil. It's mean. We're not talking about the scriptures that we disagree with. We're not talking about those hard moments where people were rebelling and they are not asking or seeking forgiveness, that they have not humbled themselves, that they are not receiving and understanding that, yes, it was your fault. It was. You did something, you did something wrong. Human error was at play. And if you're not willing to admit that because we're insecure or we're discouraged or we're looking for a little self-pity, we want people to feel sorry for us because we are doing ministry and we've been doing it for so long. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mocking, but it is something I see quite a bit of. And that's not ministry. It's not That's a limiting belief. It's limiting the other people when we believe that the only way they will help us is if we start whining about it, if we start complaining about it, if we present information in a way that, no, none of this was, this, this wasn't my fault at all. It's like, oh yes. Okay. Well, Jesus proved. And that's all I'm going to say. All right. So that limiting belief that people will not come to your help or to your aid unless you are pitiful is a limiting belief. We can be sensitive and allow people to share in our actions and what has happened to us and even offer us help, but it does not need to be a manipulative experience. I told you that one was a little bit tricky, but I needed to dive into that simply because the team building experience is, it can be a difficult one. It's a challenge 
it may not be as simple as, hey, I'm planting a new church. Do you want to come along? Well, you know, do you want to get in the boat with me? Do you want to be in this relationship? It may not be that simple. But God, with God, it can be easier. It can be a joyful experience. And you can really see how God will move throughout not only the foundation that you are laying that has been laid by him, but also in the people that you're able to help and shepherd. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me for Talking on Purpose with Tori. This was the Internet Show. I look forward to seeing you all again next week. Please don't forget to subscribe to www.toryslaughter.com so that you will be notified when the six-day course, The Blueprint Initiative, is released. So excited for all of you to go through that process. So excited. Until next time, God bless you.